0: You're listening to the Vox Media podcast network. Are we ready to start coffee and talking?
1: Yes, we're ready.
0: All right, so welcome to talk coffee, talk. Toffee, talk.
1: <laughs> welcome to coffee talk. He's trying to so say so. Maybe
2: some more coffee before you talk. That's just one man's suggestion.
0: All right, so Esther, that's can, gonna... can, can, can we can we can we get a virtue hand a virtual hand? Okay, and press. <laughs> Wait, wait. wait wow. have <laughs> beef and everything. Yeah, I know. Wow.
1: <laughs> That's
0: pretty uh, high tech there. All, All right. right. What are we drinking, Esther?
1: We are just drinking um, a Roy's Hawaiian Kona Blend coffee. French pressed. Roy's Hawaiian, like the restaurant.
2: Oh, okay. okay. Beavis and Butthead. And they're fighting or hitting a bag and hitting each other accidentally. A little of both.
1: A little of both. Yeah. I have a fantastic okay. mug. Mine says, the Center for Land Use Interpretation.
2: Hmm. Land Use Interpretation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's your I'm, <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> I'm, I'm just drinking in life, bro.
0: So, uh. <sighs> Greg Jackson, how are you doing, sir?
2: I'm well. I am uh, self-quarantined, so I haven't left this chair in two (laughs) weeks. I shower and do pretty much everything right here in this chair. I'm actually naked from the waist down because it's too much effort to put on pants.
0: Hey, there's only one way to prove it. Okay, we'll do it. Next next episode. That's right. (laughs) That's right. So you know when they say self-quarantine, you don't – you can – it's just
2: the house. It's not the chair. So you can
1: move around.
2: Just oh, really? In so I, I was yeah. backwards on this whole thing. Yeah. I thought shelter in place meant right where I was when I heard it was time to shelter in place. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's on me, That my interpretation of that order. Uh, it went a little awry, but it's fine. It's fine. One's yeah. chair is my home. Win learn. Win or learn. Win or learn.
1: If that's the case, that means that a couple of your fighters are just randomly like sitting in the cage or at the gym, like still on the mats after all this time? Could be,
2: could very well be, but you know what? There's worse places to be, that's for sure.
0: So I guess, um, how,
2: how,
0: what's going on in Albuquerque? How, how's the, uh, are you, what, what's the state right now? Are you, are you guys, uh, what do you call it, shelter in place right now? Are, are our businesses yeah. shut down or? The
2: has shut down all non-essential uh, businesses. Um, and of course we as a gym are non-essential, so we're shut down. Um, and uh, everything is pretty much all the restaurants are shut down. You can do carryout, um, but there's no dining in. Uh, most places are pretty well shut down. I think places like Home Depot and Lowe's are still open. Obviously, anything that is deemed uh, essential is still open, but the rest of us are just kind of sheltering in place and uh, waiting for the uh, coronavirus to flatten the curve, burn out, go away, never come back. Yeah. You know. How long has this been going on for now? you guys uh this is my second week of uh of um kind of self-quarantining we went running in the mountains maybe three or four of us last friday Mm -hmm. uh but obviously it's we're not going to go this friday so um because it was uh last week it was groups of 10 or less now it's five or less and, and everybody should stay home uh at this point so um yeah we just listen i mean a lot of people have lost their jobs over this kind of thing um i mean obviously there's huge huge health risks for the elderly and the immunosuppressed so the more we stay at home and the quicker we get rid of this then all those people can find their jobs again um you know nothing's going to happen to a lot of old people or a lot of people with uh with kind of uh immunodeficiency so yeah i mean everybody needs to shelter in place and i can just all i can control is me so me and my son are uh sheltering in place
0: how um how how is it what's the situation right now in the the door, the, the, dorms. the dorms right now? Are people staying there? Do they go home or
2: some people went home, some people are just staying there and, and basically no one's coming in or out, uh or they shouldn't be. Um I haven't been there in a week and a half or so, so uh or two weeks. Uh but uh the uh ideally they should just be staying in there. It should be a closed environment, nobody coming in or out, and uh yeah, just waiting it out.
0: Now was this a um I don't know, like a hard reality for a lot of these up and coming fighters or just uh, any of the, the high level pro fighters to really come to terms with? Because I saw a lot uh, at the beginning, a lot were like, I'm a fighter. I mean, I I,
2: know I can tough this out. Right. Well, I, I think that is it. Right. Like, so as individuals, we are all kind of self-centered a little bit. We don't think about complicated situations like overwhelming hospitals or, you know, things that can actually really happen if, Honestly, my fighters are are very healthy. They're probably not going to be the ones that go down, but that doesn't mean that they can't cause other strife. They can't cause people to lose their jobs. They can't cause um, the uh, again to to rehash other people's misery. So while you yourself can withstand it, that's not really the point. Um, And so yeah, I think that was a hard reality to come to. Is that and everybody really? I mean, just you. It's so one of those rare times where we really have to pull together as a, as a society and everybody play by the same rules. Otherwise, you're just extending it. Like, you, you can do whatever you want, but that means more of your friends are going to lose jobs. It's going to be longer before they get their jobs back, and you're putting more people at risk. So um, just coming to that realization that there's something outside of yourself, I think, uh, certainly is is hard for normal. And fighters have to be, by their nature, self-centered, right? I mean, that's the their journey is about them. That's They're not... Uh, it's not, you know, feeding the homeless or anything like that. It's it's about their self improvement. So getting outside of that world, I think is I think help mentally healthy for them, but certainly uh, difficult, especially also because of the loss of income. Uh, they canceled all the upcoming fights, so they don't have any money coming in. And some of those guys are living in galzer, living check to check. So it's rough for them. Did
0: for um so Bellator's canceled some cards already. As far as not not counting regional cards, but just on the national level, like Bellator's canceled cards. The UFC has already canceled three cards. Did you have any fighters on those cards that you were coaching?
2: Yeah, we had uh, Michelle and Dontel uh, were fighting on that uh, UFC in uh, April. And then um, I forget who was in Bellator. Not Maybe not in Bellator because Pico had you. No, know, I think it was just that UFC. Yeah. Okay. So, um, like. And- what are
1: they doing in the meantime? How are they going? Um, I guess, how? what are they doing for income in the meantime?
2: Well, I don't think either of them are doing much. You uh, have to ask uh, Peanut. I don't think Dontel is doing much. I think, ever, like I said, everyone's just sheltering in place. Uh, Michelle has a nice gym at her house, so I'm sure she's working out there. And Dontel lives in the dorm, so um, he, he, I'm sure he's going downstairs and hitting bags and stuff. So it, it's at least they can work out. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, they're not doing much.
1: Oh, um, are there still cleaning staff attending to the gym?
2: That's a good question. Uh, I think there is. I hope so. Um, Socorro's our cleaning lady and I believe that she is still working. Uh, I'll have to verify that with Wink.
0: Now, the UFC still has UFC 249 and they still say everything after 249 is still going on, which is you can say things, but who knows if it's actually true. But are you don't have any actual? You're, so you're you're like not coaching any fighters right now for any upcoming fights.
2: No, nothing. It's it's uh, I'm literally at my house the entire time. I haven't left outside of going to run an errand or pick up food. Um, outside of that, I haven't left the house at all. Again, I, I just want. Uh, we all have friends that have lost mm-hmm. jobs. We have people that are immunocompromised and elderly and um so yeah i just i want it to be done i want those people to get their lives back on track and so uh i am staying home and doing yard work and reading books and playing video games
0: all right so let's talk about what we're doing in this quarantine what what books are you reading right now
2: um well once a year i read the lord of the Rings, so i'm knee deep in that one and then i'm also uh, i i i read usually i read two books at one time just because of my add i guess but uh i i'm still reading from um, from bacteria to bach and back again by uh, dennett which is a, an amazing book
0: wait, wait what is that tell me more <laughs>
2: well it's kind of a how i uh, it's it's a very complicated book obviously but it's about <laughs> evolution it's about um the ability uh, or how life has evolved from a single-celled bacteria to something that can create such beautiful music as uh, as Bach. And so uh, Dennett, I became a fan of off of uh, another Bach reference, Gerdel Bach. He worked a lot with uh, Hostedler, who's a, uh, one of the most influential books I've ever read, Gerdel Bach. So uh, knowing that those guys were a kind of team. I've been following him for a while and reading his books, but I have to read. I'm not very smart, so I have to read it very slowly. So I read a few pages at a time and try to absorb the ideas and really think it through, and then I read a few more pages. So it takes me a good minute. Um, and then for breaks, then I read uh, Lord of the Rings, and then uh, I'm playing Civilization 6 on the Xbox.
1: Uh, any other games, or is it is it just Civilization 6?
2: Uh, I am playing. My son and I love the old Fallout uh, that's our one of our favorite series. So we we're doing a replay of Fallout Three, which is like from 1946. Wow! It's like <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: tell me about Lord of the Rings. W- what makes? Why is that such an amazing book?
2: So Lord of the Rings was one of the first books read to me when I was a kid. Both of my uh, parents really enjoyed it, um, and for me, it is. Uh, So Tolkien was so ahead of his time in so many ways, right? So if uh, if you're really into Joseph Campbell's uh, kind of the hero's journey, all that stuff, wherein uh, you have these archetypes, these personality types, um, and how they deal with kind of the world around them. Um, There's just so much for me, for a guy like me, it's a a book that, that caters to my filter real well. So there's so much wisdom packed in there. Uh, So many life lessons and stuff that every time I read it, I read it once a year and every time there's a little something new, something like, oh, that's a little interesting Um, that there's something I didn't see before. But the the different personalities and the way he weaves them around a life story uh, was very Campbell. In other words, you know, there's the Gandalf character, there's the hero, there's the uh, all these different archetypes represented in there because he borrowed so much from Beowulf and from all these other kind of uh, the poetic and all these things. I uh, made this beautiful amalgamation of it and then just stock just chock full of life wisdom I mean he saw the worst of war he saw the worst invested people so you you have this it's a very wise book and, and if you study the characters and the way they interact with things it inspires you um it uh because it's really right it's and I know tolkien says he hated allegory and symbolism but obviously it's chock full of that from like the low-hanging fruit like Gandalf dying and coming back as a as the kind of the born again, Jesus metaphor, all the way to very, very deep, you know, things. He hated the industrial revolution and, and things like that. And I think that's, especially now, that's important stuff to keep in mind. Um, but there's just, sometimes there's just lines. Sometimes there's just perspectives there that you're like, wow. And that that's a really smart way to, uh, to think about things. And so, uh, I every time I read it, I try to find a little nugget. You're like, I'm, I'm hunting for the nugget this year. I haven't found it yet.
1: I actually have a question. Have you uh, just reminded me of just in terms of thinking about our histories? Have you ever had to shelter in place like this before for anything else?
2: Uh, For an extended period of time? Not really. My neighborhood used to get pretty uh, poppin. So we would have to like kind of shelter down until the cops came. Um, But outside that was, you know, usually over at night. Um... But I don't think I've ever had to, yeah, I don't remember ever having to, like, you know, you can't leave somewhere for an extended amount of time. Short-term, yes. Long-term, no.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you ever um, had any kind of training for situations like this in terms of military well, or whatever? In terms of what? In terms of your military training that you've been doing. Oh,
2: before? yeah. Well, this is mostly just sitting in a chair. So, like... Uh, there's a lot of military guys that are good at that. Um, they, they, they go to extensive schools. I don't know if I'm like tier one chair sitter yet. I'm probably like tier three still, but, uh, you know, I work up, I'm in, I'm in a rough training schedule of, like I said, showering the chair is a real challenge, but that's, uh, things like that'll move me up. But no, I, I think that that's the wrong approach, right? Like anybody that's stocking up ammunition and getting ready for like the apocalypse, I think you're kind of missing the point of the approach. Um, If society starts crumbling in that way and we're not helping each other, then we're really gone astray. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now I'm not saying, obviously if people are going to start trying to break into your home for whatever, well then you need to defend yourself. That's pretty common sense, but like the whole, I mean, you're watching the zombie movies and stuff and you're like ready to go and you're, tacked out with your all your fancy weaponry I, I just don't think that's the that's the not the right mentality the mentality to me should be trying to help each other out as much as possible um and again if you're like you know, if it comes to that point really ammunition is going to be the least of your worries like if you're if things are falling apart yeah you, you should be trying to help each other out and come together as a community and you i've always admired that when you travel there's some very very poor communities and they're so classy you know what i mean you never they're never trying to steal from each other. Well, I'm sure they are here and there, but like there's, there's a kindness. There's, there's a, when people are really poor in, in a deep level for a long time, they can either be very, very mean about it and very kind of hustlers or they can be very kind and offer you their last kind of piece of bread stuff. So I've always admired the hustler to me is boring. Like, you know, whatever, uh, but the, those people that can, that take poverty, and uh, are classy about it, the people that run into strife and make jokes about it. I always remember reading all the, uh, the accounts of the revolution, uh, our revolution, uh, and just the, the sense of humor that the Americans had fighting the British. Oh, here, are, here come our friends, the British again. You know, just the, that, that mm-hmm. sense of humor under duress, I, I admire as well. So I think being able to, to laugh in, in, in these situations is super important. I think being able to... Uh, to uh, take care of each other, and in this case, take care of each other is not being around each other, that's fine, but you will be around your family and stuff, like taking care of them, don't, getting, don't get pissy with each other, that kind of stuff. I think that for me would be uh, very important points to go over, much more than stockpiling ammunition with my suppressed 556 bro getting ready to shoot out the window. Like, yeah, that. I mean, that sounds cool, but the reality of that is not as cool as it sounds, I don't think. That
0: sounds super cool,
2: bro. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Do you think I that mean, everybody everybody wants to be special, right? Everybody wants to be the last one in the zombie apocalypse.
1: Actually, you just reminded me. Do you think that this is maybe a uh, teaching experience or a learning experience for people to learn how to um, communicate politely with others, since we're all kind of was, trapped together?
2: I, you know, I think there's a lot to that. I think that just being. So as a society, especially in our business, right? Like we love the guy that just don't give a, you know, what, he doesn't care. He doesn't, you know what I mean? And those guys are great to like entertain you, but they're not cool to hang out with in a house. You know, if the guy's always like telling you and keeping it real, I was just keeping it real. Yeah, you're, we're on top of each other. Don't keep it real. Like, let's, <laughs> let's pretend we get along and everybody will have a nice, smoother time. Unless you're so bored, you need drama, then knock yourself out, I guess. But like, there, there's something to being a team player. There really is. There's something to being part of a society. There's something to like being angry and upset and not just blasting the other person, but communicating, like you said, politely, like, hey, can you please stop that? Oh, I didn't know I was mess. I didn't know that that was bothering you. I'll knock it off instead of keeping it real so to speak so i, I think as long as your health like bottling it up obviously isn't the answer because then you oh you'll you'll end up keeping it real in a week or so but uh i think that just yeah being civil to each other um being helpful i think that that's that's the thing and this uh, we're very lucky that this pandemic in in some senses has such a low mortality rate right like imagine a 30 percent mortality rate or something absolutely crazy like like people will be losing their minds. Um, so I think it's a real good kind of a run wherein the danger is real, but we're learning how to do, a, if there another pandemic comes that could be even worse, we're learning how to do that. And I think it's nice to, to take away some positives and all this negativity, including people have died, people have lost their jobs. Um, so there's got to be some kind of positive there. And I think that that's one of the things is, you know, being civil with each other. I think hopefully it will be a big plus.
0: How has it been... Um... From your point of view, because I know you I know you're a big uh, you admire, you look up to kind of famous leaders throughout time, you know, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Angus Khan. Um, How how important do you think leadership is at a time like this when we're kind of all told to be apart from each other?
2: Right. Well, I think here's the great thing about the digital age, though. We're really not. We're apart physically, but we're not like I'm talking to you guys right now. Like it, it, it is a time, I think it would be a lot harder, you know, 200 years ago to do this because, you know, we, you you crave physicality, you know what I mean? Especially in those big cities and out in the boonies, whatever. But if you're in in London or New York or something, I think it would be very, very tough. I think it's easier now. Um, Running water is a big deal, like all that great stuff. But uh, I think that leadership is super important because you set the tone, right? Like the leader sets the tone of what's expected of that culture. So hopefully I would, with, with good leadership, with people, even just locally saying, Hey, calm down, stay cool. We're going to shelter in place for a while. We're going to, you know, stay here till it burns out. Um, here's the plan. Here's a date that date could change, but here's our target date. Hopefully that'll flatten out the, uh, the curve, so to speak. And, uh, begin the descent of the of the COVID, but i think that the leadership is super important because if your leader gets on and goes we're all going down it's it's the end times then everybody will be like oh well we're all going down and it's the end times so uh, i think that that tone is very very important
1: can i i'm sorry i'm gonna go back to your fighters sure. for a second i i was just wondering uh what could you be telling them to do at a time like this what should they be doing
2: well, for, they should, again, sheltering in place. And here's a great thing about fighters is when they're not fighting, that's pretty much what they do. Like, they just show up and train, and then they go back to their room, and then they play video games or do whatever they're – do, hang out with their friends. But th- at the gym, you have all of that already there. So it's just kind of in between fights for them. So for a fighter, I don't think it's a huge deal. The big deal is the loss of income, right? They don't have anything coming in, a lot of them, so – that that loss of income is the big deal. Uh, but as far as the day to day, the fighters in the gym can go downstairs and hit a bag. I mean, fighters at home can do pushups in the backyard. Uh, you can run around, whatever you do, burpees. Uh, so there's, there's things that you can do. I think fighters, the mentality of fighters also dealing with duress short term, right? Like, you know, for six weeks, they've got to only eat this stuff. It, it kind of makes you mentally tough. So I actually have the most confidence in fighters, um, the mentally uh, unstable ones are going to be mentally unstable no matter what they do. So, uh, but I think that, that being a fighter means dealing with situations where you're in duress, you're under stress. And so I, I think they're actually going to be the best. Yeah.
0: You know, sorry. You know, it's interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm, I i do not know if, I'm sure you don't, know, but you don't follow John Jones's social media, but as soon as this started happening and really people started kind of understanding what it was, I know a lot of fighters are like, ah, whatever. I know I can I can still fight this. But John was actually one of the first fighters, well known fighters to go, Hey guys, let's take this seriously. Take care of your yeah. families, take be at home. And I was like,
2: Whoa, like
1: it was very good. John
2: Jones, him. you know, yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just No, that's great. Well, and John and John and I talk. So he's oh. uh, he's a great yeah, he's a great guy. And uh, yeah, just staying calm and making the right decisions I think uh, is super, super important. Um, and you know, I'm just you can let emotion override logic like i gotta get out i gotta go do it you know and i'm gonna go out and i don't care what anybody says and this kind of stuff and staying calm through that is is important and if you think about it it really isn't that hard like it if you think about like our, our ancestors in world war ii or the great depression you know what i mean like where the public not just soldiers but the public has actually had to deal with stuff like it yeah it's compared to what they're like rationing stuff out like they're the Germans or the Japanese are not going to show up at our shores trying to take us over at any point. Uh, the, uh, yeah, like there's no, we're not eating dog to survive like in the depression or anything. So it, we're all right. It's, it'll be okay. Some of us are losing jobs. Some of us don't have a lot of income coming in right now, but I, I think that like uh, old, uh, the old saying, keep calm and carry on. Some British guy said that.
1: <laughs> uh is there something else yeah. that, Um, I I just wanted to know if there's something that's not physical that fighters could be doing besides playing video games. Is this a good time to read for them to start reading? (laughs) Well, some fighters
2: do read actually some are really intellectual. They surprise me sometimes. I'm like, Oh wow. I didn't know you read that. Um, there's some fighters that are really, really intellectual. Uh, and love like to read like success books, you know, like here's the secret to success. So a lot of them really do read. I, I, uh, I think that there might be a stereotype, obviously that you and I uh, know that isn't true, but that they're just knuckle draggers. But and they do interesting. Like uh, Aaron Pico loves horses, so he's riding his horses right now. It's just sheltering in place, staying at home, and his horses are in his backyard, so uh, he's doing that. So they'll, they'll find things to do. They'll they'll mess around. Um, but I think that fighters also have a great that that sense of humor under duress. Good ones. So I'm sure they're all at the gym right now laughing and making jokes about each other and doing what they do, which is, uh, it's a good environment. And and I'm pretty sure that that's exactly what's going on.
1: And is there a better companion for quarantine than a dog?
2: There is absolutely no better companion for anything. (laughs) Quarantine, surgeries, whatever you need, bring a dog because the dogs are the greatest things that are ever made ever. Um, yeah, it's, uh. My dog, Mr. Boots, has been a constant companion. Yeah, he's, uh, he's taking care of me. He's in the chair, right? We don't leave the chair, so <laughs> he's helped out.
0: How are you staying so fit, Greg Jackson? In, the, uh, in these trying times, how, you, know, you don't have a bag, you don't have a big gym to work out on. What are you doing to stay ripped?
2: Well, uh, it's uh, chair squats, chair push-ups. Chair cartwheels. No, I'm lucky. <laughs> I have a treadmill. I have a treadmill at the house, and I have a decent backyard. Some kettlebells, and that's pretty much all I need. Um, and then, just it's 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 it, the nice part of it is is there's no time pressure. Like I don't have to be at the gym or go anywhere, so I can work out on my own schedule. I can wake up when I want. It, there's a lot of positives to it. Uh, but um, the I think that the the most important thing to do is something physical. Yard work. I think if you just sit around your house all day, that's where you're going to get a little screwy in St. Louis. So you want to uh, even just going out and raking leaves, uh, messing around, uh, push ups, sit ups. Even if you're not a fighter, do something physical. because that will really, really help you out? It just uh, it, it makes such a big difference. I mean, one of the leaders I love, right, is Shackleton. And he had all those guys on the ice for two years and he was always making them do physical stuff. And he understood that. If you're just sitting around, that's when your brain starts going nutty on you. Um, just do a great time to start, right? Do 10 pushups. And uh, if you can do 10, then the next week do or in the next day, do 15 or whatever it is. You can set little fitness goals for you. It doesn't have to be a big deal. And then do yard work. Get outside. Yeah, I was going to actually ask you about that.
0: like, um, as Because like, you know, I go to the gym every day, but I'm used to having a coach tell me what to do. And then if he will see if I'm getting lazy, he'll know, hey, you know, whatever, you know, work harder or whatever. But now that I don't have that, like, I'm still like, I'm, I'm going running, doing you know, heel sprints, but I feel like I can't push myself hard enough, <laughs> you know, not like I do right. with someone yelling right. at me. Like, as a coach, I'm sure there's lots of people in the same situation. How how can I change that mindset in my, like, to motivate myself to push myself as physically more? You
2: know? Right. Well, I see, I wouldn't. Oh. I, I would let your coach do that, right? Because there's no way that you can just be like, "Hey, Casey, push yourself more." And you're like, yeah. "Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I'll go ahead and do that." <laughs> right? It doesn't work. <laughs> it yeah, okay. doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, well, Now that you say uh, it, 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 it's maintenance. Right now, we're all in maintenance phase. So all you're doing is getting up and doing something. Run hill sprints, but you don't have to kill it. That's when you get back. That's when you can kill it again. Because again, you have to have something to look forward to. Um, so you can train to say, okay, when I get back and my coach sees me, uh, he's going to be impressed that I did not lose shape, that I'm in better shape, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but you have to have something to look forward to. That's hope, right? Like this thing will be over it's, uh, and then when it is over, you will be nice and prepared because you spend your time training and doing positive stuff.
1: Actually, I was just thinking, you're right. Shackleton would have lots of advice for us right now, considering if you're trekking across the Antarctic, you would, um, There would probably be times when there were weeks when they weren't able to move through weather and whatnot. Um, Have you ever come across any? What what are some of the physical activities he would put his people through?
2: Well, I have a great picture in my office of him just hauling boats, right? And just making sure that they were for no good reason. I mean, the good reason was that they were like we were saying, like, you're not staying here. We're moving. Um, That's very important. Uh, so, but I think they're absolutely, you get snowed in, you get blushed in and that's where it's just good old fashioned toughness. Like you just, yep. But you know, as soon as that blizzard's over, it's little last two or three days, you're right back out doing stuff again. So it, as long as it's temporary and you are doing something physical, um, I, I think that that it's not going to mess with your mind. If you spend three days indoors because it's storming out and then day four, you go and, you know, whatever mow the lawn or do pushups, you're all right you're all right well man
0: i really enjoyed this cup of coffee with you greg jackson <laughs>
2: nice. uh that was very very i didn't know that synchronized coffee drinking was a sport right? one <laughs> guys I gave it a <laughs> uh, All
0: right, well, you got it at
2: ten. The first
0: one. We got we got six more months of this quarantine. So by <laughs> m- by month five or six, you know, we'll we'll be, we, boom, we nailed it. That's right. That's right. That's right. It'll be good. Well, um, I think I, I'll, I'll let you go back to your yard work, Mister Jackson.
1: But thanks yes, very sir. Much for Today talking is to
0: uh, trimming back a,
2: a bush and getting all the leaves underneath it.
0: Good for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Exciting>. <laughs> all right well, um thank you and um man um hope everyone's stays um Stay inside baby. and clean their wash your hands and be smart and out in albuquerque
2: thank you boss we'll see you guys soon good luck thanks bye you're listening to the vox media podcast network